Hi there, I am Corey Williams, and we're starting a brand new series where we do interviews with people from our church. We're calling it Ordinary Ambassadors. At our church, we talk a lot about doing life on mission, and so the hope with these interviews is that we would be able to kind of put some very practical applications together of what it looks like at the street level uh, to do this. And so today I'm joined by my friend Ruth Johnson, and uh, I'm going to welcome her aboard. Welcome, Ruth. Hey. Um, hey, first off, give us a little bit of context. So, you know, we talk about doing life on mission, and I'm going to ask you a lot of specific questions about your work and what you're doing there and how you're seeing God at work there. So tell me about your work. Where is it that you work at and, you know, what's that look like right now? Yeah, well, I work at a hospital lab. So um, the healthcare industry, obviously, right now is real interesting. I mean, I think all professions probably have their stories of being interesting. Um, we're obviously busy <laughs> and uh, staffing and things like that are, you know, crazy. Um, but I've been there for, ooh, I want to say 17 years, which to me seems weird to say that. Um, but, you know, it's the place that God's put me, I know for sure, and just um, am seeing his, like, yep, this is it, this is the spot. <laughs> just faithfully doing the deal, you know? And so, um, yeah, so, I mean, real practical, if you got your blood drawn, I would be the person who would get the tubes and run the tests and send the numbers to your doctor and all that stuff. Gotcha. Are you guys doing any COVID testing at your site? We, we are doing some. Um, we are doing like a, we have a rapid test that we do, but it's real selective. There's only two people in the health system that can actually order it. So it's got to be like, you know, they're just keeping track of numbers and, you know, supplies and things that are available and all those big decisions <laughs> so i'm just one of the people doing the doing the grunt work sometimes which i'm okay with to be completely honest i'm fine not making the big choices um yeah so, yeah you yeah how busy it is right now what are some of the factors for that is it simply because there's a lack of staffing or people are quarantined or what's kind of the issue um yeah, kind of, kind of all of those things, which I'm sure lots of people are dealing with, like work, it's interesting when someone can't come to work for 10 to 14 days or whatever, and uh, earlier this year who left, and so how do you replace them, what it, you know, like, um, you know, and then when you do, you're training people. And so, <laughs> welcome to the chaos. Let me train you. Like, how do you train someone in the middle of chaos? Um, I mean, which it's working, but it's just, it just makes life interesting. Um, you're and a personality, right? Like, you're the kind of person who likes to kind of have a good game plan and know what to expect. And it's not like that right now, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like I, in a lot of ways, you know, a lot of people can go into work and it might be a little different every day, but you kind of overall know what to expect. And, um, I feel like these days it's not, that's not the case. Like, you know, some of what to expect, but you don't know if all of a sudden there's three people who called in sick and there's no one to help cover. So we got to get creative with how we do staffing or, um, you know, Hey, we're going live with this test. So you've been trained, ready, set. And it's like, okay, quick, let's review. <laughs> let's, 
you know, let's talk it through. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, and then of course, just personalities and how the people that you work with are real people and they all have emotions about things happening in the world as you do. <laughs> and so, you know, all of that stuff plays into just being able to work as a team and do, do the job. I mean, it's, it's a great place to work. And I'm so grateful to have a job that I, you know, I can pick up hours if I want to. Um, so in that way, I'm, you know, feel grateful. And I know that God's provided for me and I'm just thanking him for that. But also it's like this challenge of we got to keep going. <laughs> we got to keep, we got to keep doing the deal and, and figuring it, you know, figuring out how to do it well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really cool over the years to kind of track with you and listen to kind of the relationships that you've built at, at work. Now, you talked a minute ago about feeling called there, you know, that this God wants you. Yeah. Do you have any insight into just having a confidence about that? Um, I think it wasn't like when I took the job that I felt like, oh, this is it. You know, it was more like, okay, I'm you know, going to be a responsible adult and get a job and do, you know, whatever. Um, but as time has passed and I'm, uh, I was just talking to someone the other day about understanding the idea of faithfulness and then actually seeing what happens when you're faithful. Now, faithfully going to work to me seems kind of like a no brainer. I'm growing, growing up. That's kind of a standard, like you get a job and you work, you know, but then the idea of staying at a place um, and being just who you are and doing life. I mean, I, part of me feels like, yeah, but that's what everybody does. And at the same time, um, there's been times where I've been like, I don't like, this is hard and <laughs> I don't want to do this. And there's gotta be something easier, you know? Um, but you know, God's been showing me, especially lately, I just feel like in volumes, what faithfully showing up and, being, you know, who I am um, at work, what he's done with it, what he's done with it. <laughs> because it all up to me. There's a lot of things that would have happened. Uh, there's a lot of things that I feel like he laid in my lap and I'm just like, oh, uh, okay, <laughs> here we go. So, um, so yeah, that's been interesting. And I think it's confirmed to me because I mean, quite a few years back, um, it feels like now I was like, I'll move to Haiti. I'll go live there for a while or whatever, you know, what, you know, I'm cool with that. I don't want to, um, you know, buy a house or anything. Cause what if I want, what if God asked me to up and move, you know, I don't want to stick around here. I don't want to set my roots down here too much. And then God told me we're going to buy a house and we're going to stay here and we're going to, this is where we're going to be. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not what I was expecting. But, you know, he's using that, um, staying in the, you know, sometimes as exciting as it seems at the time, he calls us to the place where we are. And so, um, yeah, so it's cool. I remember that season. I remember when you were wrestling over just the love that you had for Haiti and your willingness to go there, if yeah. that's what God was calling you to. And, you know, I guess um, as I hear you tell the story about feeling called, it's a lot of little things, right? It's, I'm sure you had some aha moments in the midst of it, but really yeah. it's uh, waking up in the morning and going, okay, God, what do you have for me today? 
and just seeing his providence even in just that one day and then stacking that up and going you know what i'm exactly where god wants me um and so that's really cool so let's talk a little bit about some of those very practical things that you've been doing you know as you think about doing life on mission and being uh, a representative of christ at your lab with your coworkers and other people you're interacting with, um, you've shared with me some of the little things that you've done, and I was very impressed by them. And so one of them was just something that you did with, with an Excel spreadsheet. And so tell me about that. Tell me, like, where did that idea come from? How has that worked for you? <laughs> well, um, I mean, I'm a detail-oriented person. That's what makes me good at my job. <laughs> um, and so I had... I had been like doing a like a online prayer thing um and they wanted you to um as part of it they were wanting you to like pray for every nation in the world in a month so of course they had it all set up for you you know they had it all you know a map and then uh on the first of the month pray for these countries and I, you know and so i was trying to do that and i was just realizing for me that that was like really big <laughs> i was like god this i just feels really disconnected and too big and so i thought you know i had kind of been praying for some different co-workers just like you know i can see the heartache in their life and so i'm like i can't fix that but i know god can so how about you know i'm just going to pray for them but it just felt disjointed and it didn't feel consistent and so um god you know was like what if you what if you made an Excel spreadsheet and you, you know, put a few names next to every day of the month and then, you know, within a month, you could have prayed through all of the staff at, um, in the lab, you know? And I was like, I can do that. Like two or three names a day when I, you know, have a little, my little sheet out and on my kitchen tables when I'm eating my breakfast before I go to work, like who are the two names for today? And, uh, you know, it's nothing elaborate or like profound. It's usually just like, hey, God, remember these two? <laughs> and um, just inviting him into whatever I happen to know about their personal life or, um, you know, whatever verse he's um, given me about, you know, to pray through for a good season. It was just revival, just like, God, let, let people have questions and want to know who you are and be wondering about spiritual things or whatever. And so gradually it's just kind of been, you know, month to month, just update the list with new, with new employees when, when they come in and, and um, you know, I might not even really know them or be working really directly with them, but um, just being able to also um, honestly tell my coworkers that I'm praying for them. Um, if something's, you know, comes up or whatever, if I have that opportunity, like, I can say that because I have been. Um, and so, so it's, it was, it, it felt small and simple and like, I didn't have to like do anything big, you know, and nobody knew I was doing it, you know, kind of thing. It wasn't like I, you know, had to perform. It was just, hey, I can, I can do this. And it felt good to know um, there's like consistency and faithfulness in it. Um, and so it's been crazy to see how God's just, I don't know, that felt small. Yeah. But what he's done with it. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, I love it because it feels so 
just down to earth. And I love that you mentioned that not every prayer that you offer up is like this elaborate, like, Hey Lord, do all these things in this person's life. Sometimes it's just, Hey Lord, uh, please remember or bless these people. Like, I don't even really know what's going on with them uh, perhaps, but just a, a willingness to kind of offer them right. and to say their name. And, and like you mentioned, like to be able to say with them with honesty and integrity, I do pray for you. You know, I think that's a big deal. And I've, I've been, uh, you know, trying to do that more consistently, even with people from our church, you know, just going through a directory, mm -hmm. praying over specific names. And I, when I do that, and I'm, I'm not consistent with it, but when I do that more habitually, um, it makes me a much better leader. You know, it makes me more engaged and thoughtful and just aware. Mm -hmm. in general. Um, okay, so you do a Excel spreadsheet, um, but you also do other little things. You told me a story last week about um, grocery shopping and just having a moment in prayer with God. And uh, tell us about that. What, what happened and, you know, how did that play out? Well, and I think it kind of goes with like what you were just saying. It makes you more thoughtful and um, like more aware of people around you. Um, and so I think through this process of praying for my coworkers, um, my heart has been turned more towards them. Not that I didn't like them before or I had a big problem with them or anything like that. But I think just my heart is softened to want good things for them and to be willing to give up something or to be willing to like, hey, I could, you know, I could do this, you know, I could bless them in this way, you know? Um, and so it's like shifted my thoughts toward that. And so I was, I was shopping the other day, getting groceries, you know, and I saw this huge tub, like, I mean, you know, of um, those soft peppermints individually wrapped. And I love those things, hard mints, no thanks, but the soft ones I love. And I'm like, I well, I live by myself. I would eat that whole thing myself. That's not good. I'm like, wait, I can take it to work. <laughs> I can bless my coworkers. You know, like it's one of my favorite things. Let me share with you. And so it felt so silly. And yet at the same time, it was just like, it's a small way to just say like, I'm thinking about you guys without actually saying I'm thinking about you guys. Um, and just, you know, in the middle of all of this crazy life we're living right now, um, to just spread some love to kind of, you know, just remind, you know, bring a smile, whatever, just so that people know it's not all doom and gloom, <laughs> I guess. And so, you actually did say something though, right? Like, yeah, well. Put a little note on it. Yeah, yeah, I put a little sticky note on it that said, these won't cure COVID, but hopefully they'll bring a smile to your face. And just, you know, wanting to bring like, um, a smile, you know, like something to break up the day. Um, Cause I think it's, it feels like it's hard to get to that place sometimes these days. And so um, a couple people, you know, and I wasn't, I, I was kind of, you know, trying to do it a little bit on the down low. I don't want to make a big deal about it. It's not like I went around and told everyone like, Hey, there's mints in the break room, you know, or anything like that. But um, I, and I wasn't expecting that people would respond with like an outpouring of oh, thank yous, you know, I mean, they're mints for crying out loud. Um, but a couple people said something and, um, and I think that just encouraged me that like the, the heart reason that I did it um, was felt uh, because I think 
really it came down to not how much money I spent on the mints or the mints for that matter, but like the, how God's changed my heart and my thoughts toward my coworkers. That's the way in which I gave, not like I have to give these mints because God says we're supposed to take care of people, you know? I mean, that's gross. <clears throat> um, so the heart reason that I was doing it, it felt like when people said like, oh, thanks for the mints, Ruth, that, that it was received, it was heard, you know? Yeah, that's really encouraging. Now, um, okay, so people are listening to this interview and they're thinking, good grief, this, this chick is doing an Excel spreadsheet and praying uh, workers and buying them gifts. Um, but we know that this is not an easy thing for you, that this is yeah. a struggle. You've talked to me about just the chaos of work lately and the stress of work and um, just even the feelings that you've had to process. Yeah. And, and so tell, tell me a little bit about that. Talk to our listeners about yeah. the struggle of the moment and what you've done you know, you mentioned you do a little, a little note thing in the break room. What's that about? Yeah. What, what's going on there? So the reality is, I mean, if, I feel like if I, if I was to tell people I've got it all together or look that way, that that's a huge fat lie. <laughs> I mean, um, I feel like there's been plenty of times where I, I'm a mess and my thoughts are nutty and you know anxiety and fear take over like um whether it's i'm in the middle of walmart and i'm praising god that i have to wear a mask so i can be praying and talking to myself because suddenly just this feeling of anxieties come over me and i'm like how do i get my groceries and get out of here or whatever um and you know at work this thing like there's some days where i just the thought of like, this could all just fall apart. It's all just gonna blow up. It's all just gonna, you know, like this is gonna be awful. Um, or knowing the situations of some of our patients, I might not see the patients or know them personally, but seeing their lab results and figuring out what's going on with them, you can just become like, you know, this is crazy and it's scary or um, I can't do this, you know, and getting short with, I mean, as I'm praying for my coworkers, but also because they have to deal with me because sometimes I just, under stress, I just get snappy and short with people and, you know, just, it, you know, it gets ugly <laughs> and, um, and people get hurt because I'm not, you know, cautious with my words and then at the same time, it's like, ah, how am I, you know, how do we do all this? It just feels like a mess. And sometimes I feel like a failure because it's like, God, I have you. I have Jesus. I have the spirit in me. How come I have coworkers who seem just like, you know, it's a busy day at work. And I'm like, ah! so, you know, feeling like failure and a mess. Um, and, you know, just having to come home and decompress and just like, some days I've had to just like have a good cry. <laughs> just be like, that was too much, God. It was too much. Um, and so, so I think I, I've heard God kind of telling me a few times that right now work is the fire where he's refining me. Mm. And so <clears throat> some days I don't want to go into that. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Um, and, and, but the reality is, um, 
if I know that that's where I'm going, then don't I want to go, don't I want him to go with me? Like, don't I want, don't I want to um, be connected with him if I'm, if that's, if that's where we're headed. Um, and so, <clears throat> so, you know, there's, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> there's some things that he's shown me, some truths that he's given me. And then I literally wrote them down, <laughs> piece of paper and put them in my pocket. So every time it crinkled when I was moving around at work or every time I got to a break, I could pull it out and read through it and remind myself, this is what we're doing today. This is, this is what God um, says is true. This is what we're about, no matter what chaos or relational, emotional things are falling apart or um, whatever, if it seems scary and, and overwhelming, this is where we're at. And so just the, I need the physical visual reminder. And so um, whether it's a three by five card that has scripture on it or um, like just a scratch piece of paper that says, this is where we're at. This is how we're doing things. Um, you know, that's one, yeah. one thing that's- I'm sure as people are listening, it's- yeah, I'm sure as people are listening, they're probably encouraged to hear you wrestle with it, right? Because sometimes it can feel like there are these super Christians who have it all figured out and they just march into work with this confidence and they're, you know, sharing their faith and they're doing all these different things. But the truth is, in my experience, it's always pretty nitty gritty. You know, it's always pretty like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but God is giving me what I need in that in that moment and so it's at least for me it's encouraging to hear that you wrestle with it and uh you know you've mentioned before too that this idea of like being a representative of christ at work and sharing your faith um it's not an easy thing for you to do that you you've had some ideas about it before that just felt like you had to have all the answers and know exactly what to say and and all of that, but you've, you've kind of come to view it a little bit differently. So tell us about that transition and, and kind of what you were referring to there. Yeah. I think because I've um, come from the place of, you know, you need to do things right. And, you know, I don't know, this idea of being a good Christian um, person, um, which God's transforming that. Um, and so that good Christian person would be the one like you were just describing, would just like march into work and, you know, save the world. Um, and, and, but as much as I wanted to be the good Christian, um, I, it was like, I don't, uh, you know, this is weird and uncomfortable. And, and I think part of it was, um, you know, it felt really risky because it felt like I had to have this grand statement or something. And I think two things have happened. One, um, God's shown me that it is the small faithfulness um, kind of that we've been talking about. Um, and um, he's shown me more of who he is. And so I realize, and my relationship with him has changed so that I realize I'm not inviting people to um, rules and being orderly and the good person, I'm inviting people to a relationship. And so that doesn't happen through a big, you know, let me give you this lecture or whatever. That happens through me being in relationship with people. And so um, 
so it's been interesting just to look back even um, in the last couple of weeks and realize like, whoa, God's, God has changed my thoughts. <laughs> and so, um, because I, this wouldn't be a place that I, you know, that I would have been. And I still don't feel like I've got it all together and I've figured it all out. And, you know, here's the three simple steps. I think I've just figured out that God just wants me to be real in relationship with him. And then that gives me joy and like the understanding of the treasure that we have and excitement to be in relationship with other people and share that. Um, so that doesn't feel risky. Like, you know, it doesn't feel scary to be like, guys, look, I, I know this thing. I mean, I know it, not just like, I know it, you know? And I think that's um, a big piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a theme, you know, as we talk today, there's a theme just about that dependence upon God and um, him providing for you in the midst of it and not feeling like you have to have it all figured out, you know? And I hope that anyone who's listening hears that come through, you know, that they're hearing, oh yeah, what it really means to be doing life on mission is it's a messy process, you know, that God finding us in it and he uses us, you know, that he allows for us to be a part of his redemptive work in the world. And that's a wild reality. Um, As we wrap up today, I just want to ask you one more question. And that's just about how does your experience with church help with all of this? I mean, how does the kind of you know, normal interaction with your church community and your weekly rhythms? How does that kind of assist you in this? Yeah. Um, Well, I think, um, first of all, it just feels like, uh, you know, the McChesney Park campus where, um, you know, like you dismiss us each week saying you're not dismissed, you're sent, go and be the church. And so, Part of me is like, this is our language. This is our, um, you know, focus or our mission or, you know, um, our overarching theme, maybe. I don't know. Um, so I think this feeling of like, this is what the team is doing, you know, like, let's work as a team. Let's do this, you know, do this thing together. And so wanting to be, you know, on that page and um, and just thinking like, what does it what does it look like? Like, what would happen if, you know, the local church, like everybody in the local church, I mean, it's not pretty. That's what we've said. It, we're, we're, you know, like working in, 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 out of the mess here. But what if, what if that's what we were up to? And so kind of like, again, God turning my heart of like, you know, getting excited about something that normally I'd be like, okay, I don't know. How does this work? Um, so I think just being together as a body of believers on Sunday and saying like, this is what we're all, this is what we're all, you know, messily working through together. We're all aiming in this direction. And then, um, just having, there's a group of ladies that meet on Monday nights. We're currently doing it via Zoom, but, um, just being in the word and in community and that, um, accountability of just not like are you doing what you're supposed to be doing but the give and take the back and forth of what what is God's truth and how is it changing you and and that discussion in that place of um that that space of this is where this is where um we're at and where we're supposed to be and and what's God doing in us and through us and so having those 
day-to-day -day weekly conversations with those gals, you know? Yeah. As you stop and think, I guess. What, where's, where's, you know? Yeah. The way you asked it too, I mean, it's just so profound to think about what if the church, what if we actually did it, you know? Yeah. Imagine yeah. Okay, if the whole church were living like this, we, we maybe could actually change the world, you know, and that's exciting. When I think about COVID-19 and some of the outcomes. Yeah, right. wanna, or at least our little part of it. Yeah, maybe the silver lining is just, uh, just yeah. we're actually going to do this more frequently, that we're actually going to consider it as yeah. that we're called to. So I really appreciate you taking the time today to chat with me. And, uh, and this I, think, I think one thing, one thing I just want to jump in and say if I can, because the only, one of the reasons I'm doing this is because I'm hoping other people will too, because I need to hear what, what, are, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, like what is the church doing? Corey says, go and be the church. And all right, let's do it. But especially in this time where it's hard to bump into each other at church, you know, like I'm sure God's working in other people's hearts and lives. And I'm sure that God is up to stuff at their workplace or in their homes or, you know, wherever, you know, but I need to know because it encourages me and it helps me keep going. Like, guys, we're doing this. Like, God's up to stuff. And so I think one of the reasons I did it is because I'm like, okay, Corey, who I got to hear from some other folks too because I need, I need the encouragement. So, um, yeah. yeah. In conversation with a lot of different people and it's a blessing because you're right. Like, we deserve to know what our church is up to. And uh, it's fun to hear the stories of God at yeah. these different hearts and lives. And so, again, Ruth, thanks for jumping in and having this conversation. And I'm looking forward to more conversations. Yeah, like for that. sure. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Take care.